Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Misguided Miscreants podcast. I am JJ, and of course, my co-hosts with me are Andy and MJ. What is up, everybody? Hello. Yo, what's up? Yo, yeah, so I'm kind of excited for this episode because today we're going to talk about games or video games. And Mm -hmm. before there's like a collective eye roll, if you're not a gamer, trust me, it's going to be a good one because there's a lot of good information. And we're going to also share some of our experiences because first... I want to talk about like the benefits of gaming and how like people don't realize how many good things can come out of it, like mentally and and emotionally. Um, And then secondly, I want to talk about like how gaming has evolved over time, because now it's currently the most the biggest entertainment sub industry, like period. And then lastly, we're going to like kind of just tie it all together with our own personal like introduction and experiences with gaming and how that's kind of like shaped a large part of our identities whether that's like currently or like in the past and how that's kind of like made us who we are or helped make us who we are i should say so yeah so firstly um the benefits of gaming it's definitely misunderstood in a lot of ways but also like there's been a lot of research that kind of shows like there's so many things that like positive that come out of gaming um and i kind of want to bring up like just a couple of statistics just to kind of give it context so it doesn't sound like i'm talking out of my ass you know so (laughs) Um, yeah firstly um so this is from psychologytoday.com and the author has i don't know what he has a phd in but he has a phd so i can't give you sorry i can't give you more context on his credibility but he found this research that he kind of summarized like collectively and one thing he found was there's improvements in your basic visual processes so the first thing he mentioned was improved visual contrast sensitivity and basically Um, He said that's what that is, is um, there was a study that found that 50 hours of action video gameplay spread out over 10 to 12 weeks, improved visual contrast sensitivity, which is the ability to distinguish subtle differences in shades of gray compared to control groups. So Mm -hmm. like, yeah, so basically meaning that even in things that are really similar, but still different, people were had better, not chances, but had had a better like proficiency in determining the differences between those things. So like um, another thing, it's not mentioned in this article, but another thing I thought of too that's related to that is uh, there was studies done with like FPS players and like some of the, re- the, con- the conclusions they came to was that they're better at recognizing changes in like scenery or like changes in like moving um, like scenes or videos basically. So like, do you guys remember, have you guys ever seen that, that um, sort of viral like psychology video of, or I don't know, it's like psychology, but like, um, a video where there's like people dancing or, or people passing a ball. Oh, <laughs> and the gorillas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it was a bear's person yeah. in a bear suit or a gorilla suit. Yeah, in the back. And they were dancing throughout the, <laughs> yeah. the, the crowd. Dude, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that too. It was hilarious. But um, <laughs> that's a really good example of what um, a visual contrast sensitivity is. So that's basically what that is. That's that's like my best example. Were you guys able to notice that on the first watch nope. through? N- no, no, I will be honest. I would have told myself like, oh, yeah, I can definitely see what's going on. And then like, I forgot. I don't know if you showed me, babe, but <laughs> or maybe I saw it. Yeah, I don't know. I saw it somewhere. And then I was like, they were like, oh, pay attention. I'm like, oh, I can figure this out. And then like <laughs> someone told me like, oh, did you see the bear or the gorilla? And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, because like the task was to like, count how many Keep times count how many oh, passes yeah. there were right yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yeah well that's another thing too is like they tell you to focus on one thing so your brain is not looking for that other thing right mm-hmm. which makes sense but but even still people who have this developed like 
develop this kind of skill that I was talking about, definitely might have been more likely to like notice it in general. Yeah, I'm I'm curious if like cuz you mentioned FPS games, right? There has to be like like varying degrees of difference yes. on how much it affects, right? Cuz FPS for sure cuz you have to like keep track of like a million different things. R- right. Yeah. versus like a game like Candy Crush, you know. <laughs> no offense to Candy Crush players yeah. out there. <laughs> Much offense to Candy Crush. <laughs> uh yeah, that's a good point. Um I think it does vary. It, it it with like with any um study or experiment that involves like motor skills, I feel like yeah, it does depend on like for example, if you were playing since you were a kid and you're like an adult now, you're definitely yeah. going to have really developed um have to you have to have really developed that skill at that point compared to like an adult who didn't really play it in their childhood or teenage years. And they did that over the course of, I think it was 10 weeks. The, ar- the article said, mm-hmm. um, you won't have a, has, you won't have a, had as big of a skill ceiling, but you definitely still would have had some improvement, but, but yeah, it definitely depends on also like how long you've done it for over yeah. a longer period of time in general. I, I, I also remember watching, um, this TEDx video, of some doctor who kind of like talked about the same thing and she was saying like you know she also like did research um and had like two groups right the control and then the other group was i believe it was i think it was less amount of numbers or hours per week of of game time but then they, they compared like you know those eye tests where like you're reading letters on a line and mm. oh yeah yeah like they the control group which is like the average non-gamer they had it at, like you know kind of like near the middle bottom but then um like it was pretty quite small but then for like the the average gamer it was like two lines below that so like not even just shade color that seems like based on their findings it's saying that gamers can read smaller font apparently yeah that that's very interesting but also makes sense i think to me uh and it didn't really matter like what their actual like vision like how bad their vision was or was that even brought up yeah, I don't think I was even brought up. But yeah, that's oh, okay. another good point because like <laughs> I, I, for sure I have, you know, over time, like my vision has decreased probably Same. from, g- yeah, gaming or just being in front of a computer all well, the time. I'm actually going to talk about that and how that's a myth. But nice. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it can have an influence, but maybe like generally speaking, you probably just have better um, just like visual acuity in terms of like recognizing things, even if your vision mm-hmm. is technically like, I guess bad, whatever's considered bad. But that's definitely interesting. Um, another thing, so another thing is they found there's uh, in some of the studies they've done where they try to treat lazy eye or what's like scientifically called, I guess, amblyopia ambly, ambly, or ambliopia. I don't know how to pronounce that, but I didn't know that was the name either. Mm-hmm. But apparently, um, so a study by Lee and colleagues in 2011 performed experiments in which some adults with this disorder played action video games using only the bad eye. The good eye was covered. Other adults with the disorder did other things with the good eye covered, such as knitting or watching television. The result was that those in the gaming condition showed great improvement, often to normal or near normal functioning, while those in the other conditions did not. Many in the gaming condition developed 20-20 vision or better, and the previously lazy eye and visual attention and stereoscopic vision were restored to normal. Wow. Which, Ooh, wow. Was that like a permanent change? That's a good question because this article specifically is just a sum- summarization of a sl- several research studies. So I, I would yeah. actually, I'd have to look into that like yeah. later. Cause that's interesting though. That's, that's crazy when you really think about it. Like, 
Right. So there's that. And then the last thing I kind of want to, another thing that improves is, um, and because this is like something that people think is like the opposite, it, there's improvements in attention and vigilance, right? And people are assuming like, oh, when you're addicted to like, we're not addicted because that's a spe- very specific condition. But when you play a lot of video games, you watch a lot of TV, you're always on the internet or whatever, you have like less, uh, you have your ability to pay attention is like a lot less than the average person, which is like, that's the stereotype, right? Like, yeah, you have like mild ADHD, which is also a mis you know, people misuse that term, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So improvements in attention and vigilance, um, improved spatial attention. So Green and Bavalier in 2012 found that action video gaming improved performance on the ability to locate quickly a target stimulus in a field of distractors. Oh, I kind of was just talking about that with the, the ball thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but a test that has been found to be a good predictor of driving ability. And then also improved ability to track moving objects. Wait, isn't it the same thing? Oh, I guess it's kind of the same thing, but different. Um, action games improve the ability of children and adults to keep track of a set of moving objects that were visually identical to other moving objects in the visual field. So the first one was like spatial attention, which is like the awareness of yourself in a space. And then the second one I just said was like of other things in a space that's where stuff is going on. And then, oh, this one's interesting, or uh, overcoming dyslexia. So dyslexia in some cases seems to derive from problems of visual attention one study found that as few as 12 hours of video gameplay improved dyslexic children's scores on tests of reading and phonology in fact the improvement was on great or greater was as great or greater than that achieved by training programs that were explicitly designed to treat dyslexia so Hmm. but but does does it go into like detail of you know what exactly those games are and like does also mean like the reading in the game improved or like the reading after playing that specific game improved? So let's see. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't go into detail in this article. Um, yeah. It probably is an individual study that they're referencing, but I'm pretty sure because everything they mentioned before was action games. So I guess it would be action mm-hmm. games. Um, and it's just, so dyslexia, people mis- assume that it's just you mix up the letters but it, that's like right. an oversimplification of it. And it's more about like not being able to process the letters at all, right? So your brain just kind of like jumbles it up because it's just not reading it um, like uh. li- literally, but also like like mentally, it's not processing properly at all. Um, so it just places like random stuff there to kind of like gotcha. fill it in, although improperly. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, because, like, back to the whole, like, FPS thing, because, like, I don't know if, you know, our readers ever played extensively in FPS, but, like, yeah. you're literally, you have to pay attention to, like, a million different things. Yeah. It's, or else you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, and I'm not, 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 now that you say that and I think about it, it's not very beginner friendly, and I can see why Yeah, a lot, because I know a lot of people who are put off by FPSs, um, but, are you know, they still play a lot of games, but they're like, yeah, I just can't deal with, like, the amount of stuff going on, like, like it's it's more stressful to them than it is fun because of like all the stuff they have to pay attention to, and there's like pressure to be good, you know, and that in itself is a separate problem. Like you should never feel like you have to be good to enjoy something, you know. But I can see that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I kind of felt that too because like I was never really like a big FPS player. I guess until recently with like Call of Duty and stuff, but that's just more mm-hmm. because. Like I'm playing with friends. Yeah. But like even before that, like I would never like choose to play like an FPS because that like partly is what you said. It's like it just seems really like competitive. Yeah. And, like 
It Whereas is. <laughs> if I played a game, it's usually something that's like, you know, real time strategy or you know something like that. Yeah, for me, um, I'm not gonna lie. I've FPSs is one of the few genres that I've like a handful of genres that I've been that I've always liked. Mm-hmm. But even then, I've kind of like. Every now and then, I don't like playing... It just sounds weird, but I don't like playing traditional FPSs. And usually the FPSs that I play, if they're not multiplayer, if they're single player, um, or if I'm just playing by myself, like they have other genre-like mechanics like weaved into it, like RPG-style mechanics or mm-hmm. um, puzzling mecha- puzzle mechanics and stuff like that. So just because like traditional just like only worry about shooting other people not, also got kind of boring, but also, like yeah, it was like I'm tired of always trying to compete you know instead yeah. of just enjoying it mm-hmm. and, and that's part of the reason why I, I don't for call of duty i've kind of stopped playing it although I, I might eventually come back to it but yeah that's what happened for me <laughs> yeah the the other genre that i can point out to which is like very similar but not fps in terms of like competitive and also having a lot of like the the stressors that actually improves i guess your like eyes and cognitive thinking i guess or situational awareness is the MOBA games, right? Because, like, like oh, yeah. we, we played Warcraft, like, a long time ago. And, like, for those who don't know, like, Warcraft is, like, is known as a real-time strategy where, like, the camera angle is, like, above all these different, like, bases and units, and you control right. them, like, singularly. Um, but that requires you to, like, plan, like, many moves ahead. You're, like, exactly. you're, you're constantly building building structures, building units, and also fighting at the same time, right? And then what's interesting is that, like, that type of gameplay transferred into, like, the MOBA games, like Dota, which is... It's, like, the quintessential. Yeah, like, like I, you know what? Like, when I was playing, like, Dota, and for, for those who don't know, basically, just imagine, like, you know, the same thing as a real-time strategy, but you're controlling only one, like, unit, like, one character, very hard and to explain to non-gamers and you think about it i know right it, it really is yeah so so like that, that's why like i was think when i was playing i was thinking like okay it's it's pretty much like a basketball game like imagine hmm. you're controlling one character and you each pretty much have a specific role right and yeah. you can do anything that like the roles isn't like specific to one thing but you can specialize in certain things and do better in certain things than the other other characters that your team chooses. So that makes sense. Yeah, it's also like a five five versus five um, against like people and with friends, right? So also very competitive and kind of toxic. <laughs> exactly. At least yeah. the, the, the community, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so th- those are like some similarities where I can point to where like when I was thinking, like, man, this is really like a basketball game. Like you, you play a character, like for example, like a like a, what's known as like a support character, right? Which is like, you know, you generally don't get most of the kills. You're, you're there to do actions that benefit the whole team itself, yeah. right? And then if you if you put that into like a basketball game context, like there's kind of like players that are like that, you know, players designated to, you know, handle the ball, make assists, or even like rebound, right? Like I would, mm-hmm. you know, kind of identify those as like support characters versus like the carry in a in a MOBA game, like you know, they get all the kills, they do yeah. high damage. That's like the people like scoring like yeah. the highest amount of points in a in a team, right? So there's a lot of similarities between that. Did you? How hard did you think about this analogy? Because <laughs> I thought about it Dude, a lot. It's like, very. I mean, it's actually very accurate. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've never played that, but <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Just imagining it, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, like I, I was in position to like you know obviously play both, so like it just came up to me because like 
even the teamwork aspect, like you really have to, you know, be on point as teammates. Yeah, yeah exactly. Coordinate, right? Because when you're when you're tr- you know planning to in the game is called like ganking, you know, where you're ambushing yeah. people. That's the same thing as if like you know you're setting up a double team on on a star player. Yeah, you know, so it's like there's a lot of similarities. That's wow. That is crazy. <laughs> that you, yeah, I never thought about it that way, but that works. That totally works as a as a yeah. metaphor as an analogy. And, and speaking of that, because you talked about being keeping track of like basically multitasking, right? One of the major yeah. things, an, another thing that they found in terms of like benefits, um, there's the improved ability to engage in multiple tasks simultaneously. So mm. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Chiappi, Chiap, Chappy, Chappy, Chappy and called <laughs> the robot. <laughs> Twenty yeah, 2013 found that 50 hours of experience. Once again, action video. Uh, that's very vague. Um, on an action yeah. video game, um, significantly improved performance on a test called the multi-attribute task battery, which is modeled after skills required in piloting aircraft. It involves using a joystick, joystick to keep the target uh, centered on a screen, monitoring fuel levels, responding to lights on an instrument panel, and listening to res- uh, listening and responding to radio communications. High scores on this test correlate well with real-world piloting performance. Um, I mean, piloting is a very specific type of multitasking, but I guess it's still a good example of how that improved that. Yeah. Um, and you, another... you know, go, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you, but like, like that, that it just made me think of like, like all these like studies, it's pretty much like the, the takeaway seems like you can use gaming as like a placeholder to, well, not as a placeholder, but as a tool to simulate a lot of like real world scenarios. Absolutely. Right. And I believe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe like the military actually does use this, especially the Air Force, when they're like piloting unmanned drones. Yeah, like, no, they you're actually right. use they actually use a game controller, right? They're not even using like yeah. like some engineer didn't build or like rebuild like a you know human c- computer interface. They just use a, a yeah. freaking like Xbox controller to control it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Um, a, a while ago when it was, I think it was, I don't know if it's PS3 or PS4. I remember reading. A story about how some Air Force unit or Air Force training program uses a whole bunch of PS4s instead of like as their servers, and what? that's also yeah, and that's also what they use to um, create training programs for their for their you know for the service members to like practice their their skills. And I was like, wait, hold on, PS PS3s or I can't remember PS3s or PS4s as like servers and like right. They, there was a photo, like a real photo of like a room, like a server room, but like a whole bunch of consoles. And I was like, this is the damn both the weirdest, but also the kind of the coolest thing I've seen. Like as much as like I don't care about the military industrial pro- uh, c- complex, <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, okay, well, what the hell, PS PS4s, man, way to go, Sony. It's- it's like it's fascinating, but also kind of concerning. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly. That's the solution exactly. the military used, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely interesting and to think about. And the last thing I kind of want to talk about in terms of benefits is, um, and I think this is could because you can talk about like Alzheimer's and, and dementia, and this is in relation to um, the reduction of mental decline that accompanies aging. So. And this is something that I've actually heard um, while I was, since I've been studying education is that games or gaming is used a lot in terms of like both teaching students, but also in teaching, not teaching, keeping older people to retain their like motor skills longer. So mm-hmm. um, 
This says cognitive flexibility, attention, working memory, and abstract reasoning all tend to decline with age. Many experiments with elderly participants show that video game video game play can result in improvement of all of these abilities, um, as cited by Basic Basic et al. in t- 2008. One study found that such play led to not just to cognitive cognitive improvements, but also to better self concepts and enhanced qualities of life in elderly participants which is, it's a relatively vague paragraph, but I've read specific studies that talk about the, like, um, either mitigating or preventing cognitive decline, basically, in older patients. Right. Which is, like, super big deal if you think about it, because, like, to this day, there's still not really any cure for Alzheimer's, right? It's mostly just, like, um, symptomatic treatment, like, after the fact. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so I think it's super... Something like that is like you, you can't look at that and be like, oh well, that's not important because it is like it, you know like imagine like how many people deal with grandparents or even parents like um, getting dementia and then like it just devastates the family you know and then gaming is one yeah. such tool out of many of course that can like help to not obviously get rid of it but like I guess alleviate that issue in a way I don't know I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, the benefits of gaming, man. That's just some of, there's so many other ones that I can read off, but I, I didn't want to spend too much time on that. I just kind of wanted to use it as a primer to like, for people out there who still have kind of like this, some kind of thing in the back of their head that's like, eh, gaming's not that big of a deal, um, either for entertainment or as a tool. Like, I know some people who think gaming is like, it's useless or it's like, it's like, not even that it's useless, that it's actively a negative thing that's like mm-hmm. part of the downfall of society, which is like, ridiculous right but um yeah i feel like that'll never go away right exactly and 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 that kind of brings me to my next kind of like subtopic or sub point about gaming in general is that i just want to talk about like the stigma of gaming um Mm -hmm. and kind of like i remember the first what i remember as the first stereotypes of the negative things of gaming that was told to me or i heard from other people um and I don't know about you, but one of the first things I remember people telling me or just saying about gaming is that, and this is like the most common one too, is that it makes you violent, right? Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one to me because it's like, I don't, most of the people I know who are my friends are gamers and they're probably some of the least violent people I know, you know? Yeah. Like even if like we're playing Call of Duty and we're literally like killing people, <laughs> like that doesn't make me like a violent person. It, yeah, or yeah, it doesn't or, like trigger yeah. something yeah. in you, you know. Yeah, and plus, if anything, it's I don't say it's I don't say less. You're less likely, but for a lot of people, it's a cathartic thing, and not not to, not the killing part, but just getting into the game and especially playing with other people that you're friends with, and then just winning a match or getting a lot of kills, and even if you don't win, getting a lot of kills or just having a good fight, a firefight in the game. And this sounds really, I might lose some people, like really nerdy, but just getting to a really fun firefight, even if you lose, you're like, oh, wow, that was a, you know, that was crazy, but that was cool, right? Is cathartic enough. Yeah. And, and like, I think the people who, you know, make those arguments that it makes people violent, it's like, that's, they're implying that, you know, people can't suspend their disbelief. Like, yeah. they have no ability to, like, know that this is not real, you know? Right. This is fake. Yeah, and it's it's not like it's not a thing. There's been I forgot what high profile shooting a little while ago happened where the the person was like a really avid GTA player or something. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. 
I remember seeing that too. Yeah, and they were like, oh, GTA, is it causing our youth to become violent murderers? What? First of all, you're making baseless claims based on one crazy dude who happened to play video games, and then you're applying it to everybody, which is wild, right? Just lazy writing. Yeah, I was going to say, it's really lazy, uh, if you want to call it lazy journalism. Yeah. If that. To me, it's like, even then, the most violent people in history that have been caught or, like, you know, whatever, identified, a lot of them weren't gamers at all. So what do you say about that? <laughs> if anything, maybe it's like, you know, at what age do you think games are appropriate for children, right? Yeah. I think that's part of the, yeah, that's a big part of the conversation, too. And I think it also has to do with just being honest with your child and teaching them certain things instead of just being like one extreme or the other where it's like oh let them listen or not listen let them play whatever kind of game they want no matter what age they are or like i'm going to monitor and restrict everything they play there has to be a balance right yeah and as long as you talk to them like <laughs> this is not a representation of real life right and also if you're teaching them good values outside of gaming then there's there's what, what are you worried about you know right it's it's very weird because if anything, and this, this is kind of ties into my first point about the benefits of gaming. While there are toxic communities, like we mentioned before, those are also the niche communities. Those are like the diehards, right? Like with any, anything, like any <laughs> yeah. hobby or interest, there's going to be like a small contingent of people who give it a bad name, right? What are and the are the most vocal. <laughs> oh, they're most vocal, right? Yeah. yeah. Whether that's an anime or that's a movie series like Star Wars or that's, it's um, a very specific celebrity fans, whatever, like... There's always going to be people who make them look bad, right? But they're not the majority. And if anything, gaming helps you in general to be a better, I don't want to say communicator, that's the wrong word because there are a lot of non-communicators that are gamers, but <laughs> true, uh, a better like cooperative problem solver. Well, yeah, I was thinking yeah. in terms of relation to other people, like, oh, yeah, okay. problem solver is one, but also like being able to interact with people in a certain way. Um, and maybe not so much in FPSs because like I said, those can get pretty toxic. But, like, other team-based games, co-op games that aren't based on fighting other people, especially, people tend to learn to be more of a team player through that kind of stuff. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that definitely needs to be looked at more because I'm always thinking about, like, the typical asshole on, like, voice chat, right? And yeah. Like, yeah. And mm -hmm. how they talk. And I'm like, would you really talk like that in front of my Dude, face? no, hell like, no, they wouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. Right? Or even on voice chat, even like in text chat, it's like all the, you know, dumb things they say. Like, so like, it, it could be like a double-edged sword, right? It maybe depends on like the context or the game or like who you're playing with, right? If it's you're playing with like random internet people, like you'll hardly find a really profound, you know, <laughs> cool conversation person. or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. And then going back to your like first point about like all the benefits and stuff, I was just thinking more about, you know, the basketball analogy. I feel like, you know, because we played, like Warcraft since, you know, we were like, what, before middle school, right? Like a long time ago. Yeah, it was like, I think it was mostly middle school throughout like most of high school. Yeah. And, and I feel like it, I mean, like, I don't know, it's hard to say because like, I, I, I kind of attribute like some of, you know, my situational awareness to gaming. And especially when, when it comes to like, even when you're playing basketball, like sometimes you do have to make snap decisions with like very small amount of time right yeah. like how do you know what's the best decision to make and yet your your brain is trained to identify those certain like small but significant cues that you would only train to learn how to identify if you've done something like that right yeah exactly 
which the benefits is like beyond measure and we can keep talking about it but also it just integrates into everything like I think because like the thing is with me these research studies and the benefits where this article is identifying them they're not like made as visible as they should be because it's always just like the negative part in the news or like in the media or like on the social media people are like just dogging on gamers and gaming which Mm -hmm. there are some legit reasons to do so but they're like the ones they're focusing on are the wrong ones (laughs) which is funny to me yeah yeah they automatically think it's childish yeah that's another thing that i was gonna say there's the social stigma like just the average not even just media but like the average person that is not a gamer there's definitely a negative social perception of gamers and the gaming uh community yeah let's see i have an article pulled up that has some examples that i kind of want to read real quick they're really short so the headline is this is from 2019 the headline of the article is how the social stigma against gamers is changing which it is but it also goes into like what it was like before and how the negative part of it is still there so the perception of playing video games came with a great amount of negative and unflattering associations the general image of the gamer was that of a loner or nerd who was absorbed by their games even more even more interestingly people who were playing games claimed they were not gamers no other type of media be video music or books was associated with this type of stigma gaming was in a league of his own as one of the gamers we interviewed in 2008 told us quote even if i had a portable console i'd never play it in public it feels a little too much like a teenage thing (laughs) when you've got game consoles on the train and stuff it's a bit geeky to play games ellen 20 years old u.s being a geek is not cool right and everyone wants to be cool Right. And she was 20, though. She's an adult. So that's kind of funny. I, I, I would say it would just be too, like, cumbersome to bring a <laughs> right. game console on the bar or something. Yeah. yeah, I used to be like, oh, I'm going to bring my Game Boy everywhere. And that's because it was, like, really small. Yeah. But the idea now, even if it was still a Game Boy size thing, I'm like, damn, I have too many things in my pocket. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I yeah. don't want to carry this around. That's why you bring a bag. Well, I just don't, like I said, I don't want to carry things. <laughs> oh. Extra things. Just two pockets stuff. That's all I need. Um. <laughs> Continuing on the same article, it says, in the next gaming study that we conducted in 2013, we wanted to see if things had changed. During those five years, gaming had indeed grown in popularity, but no, the stigma was still there. As one of our respondents told us, quote, I try to play by myself. There are opportunities to sign in with Facebook to play with friends or get more chips or other prizes, but to be honest, I'm rather embarrassed about it. Uh, unnamed woman, 25, between 25 and 30 years old. Clearly, five years was not enough to completely eradicate this stigma, so we decided to wait, and we waited some more. And in 2018, we finally decided it was time to check again. We pulled up our bootstraps. This is, this is their writing. We pulled up our bootstraps and wandered into the world to find more gamers to speak to. Quote, I don't feel embarrassed. My friends play. All our, girlfriend, all our girlfriends make fun of us. What? What? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> why? Why do your girlfriends make fun of you? But we're not embarrassed. Is this all woman? I think it's a man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ch- the, well, I, can't, I don't know if this is a masculine or feminine name, but their name is Cheol. C-H-E-O-L. They're 29. And then it says, a lot of people staying at home have been watching more video on streaming services like Netflix and HBO. In fact, a recent report from Conviva showed that globally video streaming during March 17th through the 23rd, 2020, this is like beginning quarantine, um, increased by more than 20% compared to the previous two weeks. So what it is... What is it about gamers that's different? Well, we humans are also social creatures. We have social needs. Entertainment is important, but so are social interactions with other human beings. As another respondent told us during an interview, quote, the things that factor into whether I buy a game or not is if my friends play the game. Mm. So 
And this, the next paragraph says, this is why gamers might handle social distance, distancing somewhat better than non-gamers. I don't True. know about that one, but I guess, I mean, do you, do you think so? Do like, do you like, do you feel like it's better prepared you like, because you're like, oh, you know what? I can still talk to my friends through gaming. Like yeah. it's not a big deal. You do? Yeah. I mean, look at us now. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess so. Like. It's something I still think about, like, oh, no, I can't be with my friends and or like I can't even just go out. Right. But like, yeah, I definitely have more things access. to occupy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Access and, and just entertainment to occupy my mind, which is important when you think about it, because oftentimes when you're left to dwell on your own thoughts and situations, that's when people start to get down, you know? Yeah, it definitely helps, but not like a replacement. Yeah. And I was going to say. Yeah, it, it it's one of those things that's the tool and not the not the not the end all be all kind of thing. But it's 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 super important because I've seen like videos on TikTok and Twitter where it's like and obviously these are just like a few, but like I feel like there's still a good amount of people that think this and it's not that it's a woman thing, but the ones that I have seen were like women talking about men and they're saying like, Oh, like I don't understand why a grown man plays video games um like who has time for that oh it's childish or it's immature um you could be doing other things or like spending time with your your woman and stuff like that which yes <laughs> i play agree games together yeah but it's like so instead of like trying to come to a compromise if they're addicted that's different right i get it i get it but instead of like in general the sentiment is why not try to understand the person's hobby instead of like yeah. attacking it you know why are you putting it down why don't you yeah. try it out just to see why they like it yeah, and, and no one's saying you have to be as into it, right? That's yeah. not at all what it needs to happen. It's just more of like, oh, it, they really enjoy this thing. I, you know, it's important to them. Let me see if I can try to like meet them somewhere um, in that, you know, whatever that hobby is. Like meet them somewhere, like show that I have some kind of care about what you're, in what you're interested in because that's what you want for yourself too, right? Imagine, and I, I don't want to, you know, women do makeup for different reasons and I'm not bashing women who do makeup because that's important that they can express themselves in, in any kind of way right but like it's no different mm -hmm. than being into your makeup spending money on makeup buying makeup stuff spending time doing your makeup or being into a tv show like this is the best example because people are like it's just not for me like well do you read books do you watch movies do you watch tv shows do you stream do you go on youtube what's what's the difference between that and gaming you know to me People who don't game, I'm not saying you have to game because not everyone has to do the same thing, but there is something for everyone. Yeah. That's true. There's a lot of casual stuff out there. Right. Especially like nowadays with like Among Us, there's tons of people that we play with that, Oh yeah. you know, you wouldn't classify them as gamers per se, but it's yeah. just a fun, fun social game, you know? And even Animal Crossing. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Oh dude, Animal Crossing blew up and it's cool because it's very like accessible. Especially since it happened during quarantine. <laughs> yeah, perfect timing. You guys ever um, <laughs> see those? Because, uh, you know, Animal Crossing is like a simulator, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But <laughs> did you guys, you guys ever see those like truck simulator games? Dude, yeah. Like trucking? <laughs> truck simulator. And there's, some <laughs> of them go off of, on bizarre like pads. Right. Truck simulator, like, goat simulator, farming. That's a thing. Right, yeah. It was like airplane simulator. Oh, wow. It was like, there's so many. And they're like, apparently like really technical too, which is really surprising. The first one, well, I guess not the first one, but the first game that I saw that had the word simulator as part of the title was Goat Simulator <laughs> on Steam. And and yeah. for a while, I think, I think it was like two years ago, fairly recently, it was just like everywhere. And I was like, 
are people playing this as a joke or <laughs> they really Pretty enjoy much. it? It seems like it. Have, have, have you seen videos of that game? Because I actually haven't. Yeah, I have. Yeah, you're basically a goat like causing havoc and oh just my. like funny physics and you know all like all that shenanigan. Okay. Yeah. Basically, kind of what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Doing goat things. Doing goat things. Does the Sims count as a simulator? I mean, isn't that Pretty what much. Sim, isn't that what Sims is short for? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> I love that game. That's like the quintessential simulator <laughs> game. I think. I know. You know, that's not a thing about it. That's like no different than like if you're a kid and you're playing with dolls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Except they could do stuff. So what I'm saying is people out there who don't consider themselves gamers or don't want to get into gaming, I guarantee you there is a game, if not a f- several games, mm-hmm. that fit your tastes, whatever that is. Even if it's yeah. a phone game. Yeah. Phone games are still games. They're video games. and Like Candy Crush? Yeah. <laughs> I play yeah, like a lot Candy of Crush. time management games. What? Yeah, yeah, she does. What's an example? Like the cooking game. There's cooking games where you have to. Like, oh, like Overcooked. Kind well, of, but like a little bit not as complicated. Oh, like Farmville. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So like one I remember, I I don't. She plays so many different ones, but one I remember <laughs> trying out was like you you are the owner or like the cook at a hot dog stand. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Jimmy John's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The hot yeah. dog place? Yeah. Port- Portillo's. Oh, Portillo's. yeah. Oh, yeah. Portillo's. Yeah. Why did I say Jimmy John's? It's a sandwich shop. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that's sandwiches, but yeah. Um, they had based... different kinds of foods in those games. So yeah. You could do sandwiches. Yeah. Like you had that, you know, like the street uh, hot dog grill. It was like that. And then you had to like take multiple people's orders and keep track of all of them. And you yeah. had to cook certain things in make a certain sure they don't time. Get mad. Yeah. Make sure you yeah. give it to them in a timely manner. Make sure nothing burns. There's also um, people that dine and dash so you have to catch yeah. them yeah it's, it's, it's like pretty like hectic yeah <laughs> and crazy you know how like you know how like women well that's that's a bad way to start anything but, you know, <laughs> hey, man, come on you, come you, on. Know, you know you know like <laughs> the like the like the biological differences of women in terms of like you know they're you know people say that they can multitask a, a lot better than oh, men oh true yeah i'm I like man they'll be perfect gamers you know mm-hmm most of the non-gamers that I hear about are women and there's like they have a very specific reason for it and I get it and they're turned off by it in some way um, whether that's what they heard about the community or like they just think it's weird because they associate it with weirdos which is yeah. a fair it's a fair observation yeah, yeah. <laughs> toxic I feel views. like that's the majority of it that's the reason why right but the thing is is like there's games where you don't deal with those kind of people. Yeah, I was going to say, there's games where that stuff is not involved. And I just feel like people are definitely limiting themselves in terms of entertainment. And, and I, I don't want to make it sound like uh, holy grail, but value. Like, there's a lot of value in finding a game that really speaks to you, as corny as that sounds, and just like, sticking with it. And then you're like, wow, like, I can really get lost in this. Just like a movie, just like a TV, just like a book, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned earlier, like, the problem really is, like, if someone gets addicted to it and you can like define right. what addiction means, but like if it's getting in the way of what your responsibilities are, yeah, and what you're supposed life. to do. Right. If you're a kid and you know, even if the parent realizes like there's a lot of benefits to gaming, but if the kid is, if a kid is, you know, let's say getting C's in like one of their classes, right. Where do you draw the line of, okay, like do you blame gaming or do you blame like their time management? So like, there's a lot of like, indirect factors that point to gaming as like the culprit yeah that's true and i think that's that's why it's really important for as a parent to find because 
like we don't have kids right so in that respect i can't speak from firsthand experience but i know what did and didn't work for me and what i see and i'm like okay i don't know if that's working but you know you do you i guess in terms of observation there has to be a balance in like how much i think i i don't know if i mentioned this earlier um but i like how much you monitor what your kid does in terms of like their recreational time and also how much they're they're devoting to their school time and it's the reasonable thing for me is like yeah finish all your schoolwork first right and then it's not something that like right away you should be like oh yeah it's the gaming if they happen to dip in terms of grades because it could be so many other things too in terms of like mental or emotional stability right like you don't unless it's obvious you know they're getting moody they're not listening to you they're staying up for two three in the morning on a school day like yeah okay i get it but gaming itself is probably not the issue it's more of like the symptom of a larger issue yeah it's like connected to gaming but yeah yeah it's still some different entity yeah because that can be something that they're doing to try to cope with the whatever Mm -hmm. is actually exactly because that's what i used to do you know when i when i was in middle school and high school like i love gaming too but also it was definitely something where i wanted to like escape my own like I don't want it to sound too weird, but like escape my own reality or escape my own head and just kind of like be in a fantasy that I enjoy being a part of the story, you know? I do that now. Yeah, exactly. As adults, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But I do the same thing. You know what's, what's really funny now that I think about it? Have you guys ever heard of gamification, particular to the tech industry? Yeah, yeah, I have actually. What is okay. that? I'm not that familiar, but yeah, you can, ex- so, so you can elaborate. <laughs> okay. I don't know like, the exact definition but i can tell you like what it basically is it's basically you apply game concepts in into a product like in in a in a website or a, a tool or something like that so like a real i don't have a specific example but i can describe one that most likely exists somewhere so like okay okay let, let's say the the idea of leaderboards right you know you have a list of people who achieve certain things and you give them like badges you give them Mm -hmm. it shows it tracks like some sense of progress right that is embedded into like a lot of different tech apps out there right like if you know let's say i don't know like some some cool app um wants you to share their application right and then it it, like gives you like certain badges or something right like that in itself it's already gamification because it's applying like it's giving you like a sense of achievement based on what what the company wants you to do. Right. Right. Like, they want you to share this. So they give you like slick, you know, new interface, gives you like a cute little emoticon badge and like it tracks your oh, progress versus like other people. Right. And, and it, it tries to keep you like engaged and addicted. Right. So that whole thing is all embedded into the tech industry, like everywhere. And maybe, maybe you'll notice it after this. So. Yeah, no, I was thinking about it as you were describing it. It's, it, I do notice it. It's in everything. Yeah. yeah. Especially apps. The one I'm, I just thought about was recently was um, the Peloton app because we have a Peloton bike. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, there's like badges and like yeah. it tracks your, I mean, anything can track your, your progress, which is like a normal thing. But the way it presents it is yeah. definitely a gamification thing, which is... Mm-hmm crazy because that's that shows you and you know what that's a really good segue (laughs) to (laughs) our next like some sort of a subtopic it's going to be a combination of like i'm just going to briefly mention the evolution of the gaming industry and how big it is and then just kind of like i want to talk about uh kind of ask you guys about your personal experiences with gaming growing up and stuff like that like i said earlier like it is the biggest sub industry or industry in the entertainment world period and if that's not enough to give you pause or like think about it i don't know what it what will 
and and a lot of that can be attributed to I don't want to say Fortnite only, but it was one of the major players in terms of like getting it to be really, really mainstream. And I guess as a kind of like by proxy, really like streaming kind of blew it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Streaming's big. Yeah. And dude, you know what's crazy is like I can vividly remember when we first started playing Fortnite and it was only on the second season and almost no one played it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like me, her and her brother played starting the second season. And this was before he was like really into it. Yeah, we just tried it out. We well, just tried, tried it, out. it out. And then I came later. Yeah, and I remember, I can remember our very first game because it was just like a disaster <laughs> in terms <laughs> of like how well we did. <laughs> but it, it was fun though, it was fun. But yeah, and it's just now Fortnite, obviously like everyone knows what Fortnite is. Even if you're not a gamer, you know someone that knows what it is or you know someone that's really into it or streaming or watches a streamer or whatever. People of all ages playing yeah. it. It's it's huge. It's Dude, Ninja and all these other big name streamers get sponsorships. They're they're yeah. getting on talk show like um, they I think Ninja talked to I don't know if it's Jimmy Fallon, someone on one of those talk shows. They talked about it. That's how big he got. Like what the like Ninja? <laughs> you know, I mean, what I can go on about Ninja in a different way, but yeah, it's it's wild to think about, and I think that's like kind of something to really consider when whenever you think about like, oh, gaming is it's pointless or it's not a big deal or like I don't understand why people game. It's like well. It's a huge industry, so like a lot of people would disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, it's part of culture, basically. Yeah, real sports teams buy. Oh, dude, esports teams. I think Shaquille O'Neal actually has one. Shaquille O'Neal, uh, for sure. Rick Fox is like a former Lakers player as yeah. well. Like, Rick they, Fox, they, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, like they legit bought sports teams and they make money off of that. It's crazy. Yeah, um, they're really heavily involved in esports, and if you don't, people don't know what esports is. It's like. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier, it's the very niche. Well, actually, it's not. I guess it's niche by definition, but there's still a lot of people into it in terms of numbers. It's like a very competitive subculture of gaming where they're considered professional gamers and they play tournaments for money. Mm -hmm. And the prize money is a lot. These kids and teenagers and young adults make their living off of this and they have like millions of dollars because of it basically also also from my understand maybe this is not like the majority or the rule but like I, I was watching or i was either watching something or listening to another podcast but it was about i think it followed one particular esports team and i don't know the name offhand but it was basically saying how like you know they they're they're just like any other worker out there like they get they have a contract yeah. they're hired by somebody and that company you're essentially you're winning that tournament for them and, you know, you might, like, people people might criticize, like, oh, like, why is it even a sport? Can you really even call it a sport? But then when you when they were talking about, like, their day-to-day, dude, they freaking train like athletes because <laughs> the thinking is that, like, yes, like, gaming is a lot of, about, like, hand-eye coordination and, like, a lot of brain power, right? But, like, your body is, like, one of the biggest ingredients on how to make sure your brain performs at its best. So, like, they're legitly, like, you know, more than eight hours a day training, physically, mentally, everything, just just to play a game, right? So, it's a it's a re- it's the real deal out there, man. Yeah, I think I don't know. I'm I might just be a stickler, um, in terms of like mm-hmm. designations, but I feel like a different word is in order because they do train a lot, which is important. But if we're breaking down what a sport is, like, not really a sport, you know. Yeah, it really depends on how you define a sport, right? Yeah, I guess so. But even then, it's just like there's a there's a few like 
indicators in terms of traditional sports that definitely don't match with esports and it makes sense like it, can, it should just be its own thing there's no reason yeah. to be like oh yeah let's include it because the physicality of regular sports is obviously the main selling part of it whereas like gaming you're not watching anybody perform like you're not watching the person's body perform you're watching a screen and their actions behind the screen are the ones that's controlling what's skills. on the screen yeah. yeah their skills or or maybe the the whole like definition of sports can change over time because if you think about like nascar like that that's on like sports channels and oh, that's true you're well, driving a car true. i don't consider nascar <laughs> but, anything right valid. so 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 <laughs> sorry it, for nascar it, watchers. even even nascar people like they, they train because the amount of g-forces applied on their body it's it's just too much you have to train or else you're just going to pass out so like it really depends on how you define what a sport is i guess so true. i would just call nascar entertainment i don't really know about sport yeah yeah, in entertainment, yeah. Um, I don't know how entertaining you can find driving in a left circle <laughs> perpetually, but... Yeah, that, that's, that's a whole other issue. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely don't watch NASCAR. <laughs> but it's, it's like, yeah, like, maybe inter like competitive entertainment, that's like... Mm. The, I don't know the new definition of it. You should patent no, that term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Competitive entertainment. Competitive entertainment. Yeah, so I kind of, not to switch shift gears too fast, but I kind of mm. wanted to ask you guys, like, what were your first earliest memories of being introduced or just being involved in like gaming like i don't know whoever my MJ, dad you go first yeah yeah Your my, dad it was my dad yeah he would play the nintendo 64 a lot i remember he got really mad because i accidentally erased one of his save files damn for uh <laughs> yoshi's island <laughs> damn yoshi's yeah. island yeah he was really angry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that really introduced me into gaming. Um, and like Ocarina of Time. I really oh, remember yeah. that. My mom hated the music. But that was because <laughs> she was pregnant with my brother. Wait, that's why she hated the music? <laughs> yeah, because it would make her <laughs> nauseous. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was um, one of the earliest games. But then the game that I really remember really playing was on the pc and it was um fable the fable oh, game was a really <laughs> yeah <That's> cool game <laughs> yeah it was like it introduced me to like because that was was that was that basically an rpg it, it was an rpg it was okay cool straight so up yeah RPG. so that's like the first rpg i've ever played and i was like damn i really like this shit this is yeah. nice like i get to choose what their life is like all right yeah, Fable was, not to derail it, but Fable was it was ahead of his time, I think, the first mm -hmm. one. Were you able to choose a gender in, in Fable? Like, was, that, uh, was it that early? I don't remember. I don't were remember. you? I don't remember either. I, th I don't think you were. I think Fable 3? Yeah. You oh, can? okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say later sequels, you could. Yeah. Yeah, Fable was dope. You yeah, could, like, you could be, be good villain. or evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. And, cool. and there was so much custom, so many customization options, too, Yeah. for yeah. that More time. More than Cyberpunk. Dude, I was gonna, I was gonna say that. I didn't want to slander <laughs> it again. Cyberpunk of its time, dude. <laughs> it was so. It had so many customization options, and I'm like, why don't more games have this kind of stuff? Right. Effort. So yeah, that was one of the games. God of War. That was a game. <laughs> that was a game. <laughs> dude, right. that was a game. It was so funny <laughs> how we I started middle playing. Middle schools or teenagers. <laughs> yeah, my dad yeah. bought it so my brother could play it. Which but was, he yeah. was a kid. What? He was like a wow. child, so he. I don't. It was. Because when I played it, I didn't realize how gory it was going to be. Dude. <laughs> I don't right? think my dad... My dad didn't realize it was going to no be gory idea. either. <laughs> Wasn't it rated like M, M or something? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was... Yeah, that was a game I really got into too. And I was like, oh, damn. This is crazy. 
Was there nudity in that game? I yes. think so, probably. Most likely, yeah. <laughs> it was there was a lot. It was a lot going on in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's that. What else? I mean, I play a lot of point I used to play like you know that had the like those flash games on Oh. Flash Flash Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very specific Well, that's more high school though. Like yeah, there was like what was that? Like a stick RPG or whatever it was. Dude, Zao, stick Zao. RPG. <laughs> Dude, the Zhao Zhao stuff was Dude. That was some that was weird, dope. but actually pretty fun stuff. Yeah. Dude, Newgrounds, man. <laughs> Who knows about Newgrounds? Oh, my God. Bro, don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me about Newgrounds. Both good and terrible memories of that place. Oh, was God. Neopets considered a video game? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because, like, dude, yeah. everyone was on it's, that. It's a very... I actually wasn't. <laughs> really? Passive, yeah. though. Yeah, I remember everyone would be on that. And I was like, whoa. What is a... Yeah, I had one. Pokemon. I mean, it's really similar to Pokemon. <laughs> it's just yeah. not as um, involved. Yeah, it was a cute thing. Did you guys ever play the Cartoon Network game or games? Uh, yeah. Cartoon Network. Yeah, I did. Those are kind fun. of. Yeah. Oh my god, I used to play. So you know the Nickelodeon games? They had yeah. a the SpongeBob like Krabby Patty game where you would cook. <laughs> I think that was the first what? cooking game I've ever right? done. Dude. It was the one where you had to make sure Mind your patty blown. didn't burn. <laughs> wow, SpongeBob man. Oh, yeah. Ahead of its time. The precursor. <laughs> Holy Introduced shit. Introduced me to cooking games. <laughs> yeah. What what about you, Andy? What are some of your earliest memories or like what really got you into it? Or like when did you realize like, dang, I really like this shit? <laughs> man, I don't I don't think I ever had that thought. It was just more like a natural thing as a kid, you know, you're just like gravitated towards games. Because, like, I think my earliest system was the NES. And I never had, like, N64 or, like, a PlayStation. It would always be borrowed. <laughs> but I did have, like, the portable stuff, like the Game Boy and stuff. But on the NES, I believe, I mean, there's I played a lot of games on NES. Like, obviously, Super Mario. But, like, there's some, like, there's one game I don't know if you guys are familiar with. But, like... I think it's called like Grendel's Castle or something. What? It's, it's very, it's very like low, low key, but it was pretty fun. Um, Excite Bike. Oh yeah, that was I, sick. I played the one on NES or for. Yeah, yes, NES. Okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah. The one I played was the N sixty four version of Excite yeah. Bike. Oh okay, but if I were to say like the most iconic ones of my childhood, it, I mean it has to be Pokemon for sure, <laughs> but because. At the time, my sister's boyfriend like came over and brought his P- uh, PlayStation, and like he would play Resident Evil Two. That game scared the shit out of me, and I think I mentioned this in like an earlier episode. But yeah, watching him playing Resident Evil was like scary as fuck. I yeah. really thought zombies were real back then, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> because of Resident Evil? Yeah, dude. Oh my, oh my god. Yeah, definitely don't play that as a kid. <laughs> Did you think stars was a thing too? Elite stars, yeah. Elite, like I, I don't <laughs> cops are like stars are real. <laughs> like yeah. oh, these people I just, fight zombies. Just the idea of zombies, you know, it was just like creepy. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, what else? I mean, Smash Bros. Everybody plays that. Oh yeah, of course. Um, oh, and Final Fantasy. Yeah, what was the first Final Fantasy you played? Was it seven or a different one? It was probably seven. Okay. Yeah. But I never beat it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's one I, of those yeah. games, man. You just—it's so long. Two discs. 
at least back then. Oh, seven was like three, I believe. Was it three? Dang. If not four. Maybe eight was four. Jesus. Seven was probably three. What? Yeah. They're pretty long. For sure, one of them had four discs. That is just, that is too much. What about, well, I guess you kind of mentioned it, like Call of Duty, but like, in general, is your taste and your kind of like how, how much you spend, how much time you spend playing like a lot different from what it used to be? Yeah, and like this kind of goes into, you know, like the whole stigma thing you were talking about because especially like during college, like I felt shamed. Like I felt shamed that I was actually playing a game, you know, because like it, was, it was that same mentality that you mentioned where it was like in the back of my head, I could be doing something quote unquote like more productive, productive. than like, yeah, than playing, yeah. playing games. So, and like now I kind of like grew out of that, but like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I still sometimes feel that, you know, because because like, Which is normal, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because like if you think about like all the things that you could be doing, you know, because mm-hmm. you know yeah. your life is not where you want it to be. Like you could be, quote unquote, just more productive. But you know now it's like you know we talked about mental health, but I think you know letting loose is just as important, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. Like having that downtime. Yeah. So now, I mean, I don't really play any other games except for Call of Duty with friends, and even that is like not yet, not even every day. Or you know maybe if we find a new game, we can try it out. But I'm not like, you know. I don't consider myself as like an avid gamer, you know. You're not a true gamer, TM. Not a true <laughs> gamer. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Too bad for you. No. Oh my god. Um, what, about, what about you? What was your like first? Uh... Oh, I I, mi- I missed one because like through you, I really liked the the Medbots games. Oh yeah, dude, that was like yeah, man, that was some niche stuff. But I don't even remember how. I found those games and I ended up actually liking them, even though they objectively objectively probably weren't really that great of games, <laughs> if you think about right. it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, for me, man, I don't know. It's it's okay. My first memory, I guess I'll start there, is my first console was um, a Sega Genesis, either a Sega Genesis or an NES, and I think both of them were given to me by my older cousin. Um, his name's Lito. Shout out to Lito. Shout um, out Lito. <laughs> he's the really the main reason why i'm as into gaming as he as i am because even now i think um he's a pretty big gamer i think he mostly plays on ps uh, playstation though which is i don't really see him on xbox so um, i don't know how often he plays but yeah it was nes or sega genesis and one of the very very first games i remember playing was definitely the first sonic definitely the first (laughs) sonic uh definitely the first super mario um and then i've had in terms of like Nintendo, I've had every Nintendo except for a GameCube up to this point, now that I think about it. The only console I never bought was a GameCube. Like, I've always played other people's GameCubes. Yeah. And then with Sega, it was just, I had a Genesis, and then I had a Dreamcast at one point. And then with Nintendo, my favorite, though, was, like, the N64. And that's, like, most people are just, like, um, they have a lot of memories of that. And that's kind of, like, where I really started playing a lot of games. And I think Zelda became one of my very first, like, like kind of like what MJ was saying, like when I really got into into was like Ocarina of Time also. Um, and it was just like huge on my like development in terms of my tastes in gaming. <laughs> and I just like that the the open it was like even by today's standards, not really an open world game, but I like the openness of the game because you can like go out into Hyrule Field and like just walk around. Right? Yeah. Explore. Explore. And then also Smash Brothers 64 was a game I played a lot because at that time you were able to like go to people's houses all the time and just play it. But yeah, I mean, now I'm mostly on PC and I still like consoles too, but I would say 
for me, it's been relatively even in terms of like how often I play and how much I play. And recently, especially since I'm done with school, like if we're not watching TV together, me and MJ, then I'll just be playing video games or if she's at work. Um, and then occasionally, obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll play together. I mean, maybe not recently, but <laughs> like playing with you guys and just people in general is also what makes it more fun. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, what about you, MJ? Do you like, do you play more now than you ever did before? Yeah, because <laughs> I have more access. Right. Um, especially since we like, moved out together. So we have more consoles and everything and a PC now. So there's more stuff to do. Yeah. Also, because we have so much time right now. Right. Um, you know, because all we do right now is, I mean, it still takes up a lot of our time, but we just do school. And then for me, it's work. And then when you come home, you just want to, you know, unwind. Yeah. So playing games usually, you know, calms me down. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, like sometimes you see me, I'm like playing on my phone. Like if I don't really want to yeah. do anything. You know, because there's, like, a game for everything, depending on your mood. True. I mean, lately I've been playing... <laughs> there's this one game that I've been playing. It's um, called Nobodies on my phone. And basically, you're, like, a cleaner. A nobody? Yeah, you gotta make sure no one finds the body. Oh, nobody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that took a left turn. I get it. That's dark. Because, like, I really like, like, you know, those point-and-click puzzle games where you have to like yeah. figure stuff out pick stuff up to see if you could use it yeah yeah i really like those kind of games it like really exercises your mind i've been playing a lot of that right now or lately <laughs> nice and yeah I, the thing with her is she juggles between and i thought yeah. i juggled between a lot but like <laughs> she goes from mobile to console and sometimes to pc because we'll, we'll play like apex or something yeah. <laughs> yeah she's always just like because sometimes she'll be playing like cyberpunk and then like i'll see her sitting on the couch or like whatever and she's playing her mobile game and i'm like weren't you just playing <laughs> cyberpunk or like i'm like why aren't you playing cyberpunk she's like oh, i just want to play this game yeah because i you know sometimes in open world games like that it's overwhelming yeah because you have to make the decision you know yeah. like which dialogue <laughs> yeah. option or else True. it'll affect the whole game so i'm like i don't want that's none of that much. stress right now yeah that's too much <laughs> stress i still didn't finish breath of the wild Dude. what <laughs> damn yeah it's okay i don't want to go off too much in a tan too much of a tangent but <laughs> it's it's okay it's really good but also it's one of those games too that i feel like is slightly overrated because it's one of those things where i hear people say like oh it's one of the best games ever in recent years i'm like mm. yeah too many dungeons Pretty that fun, are though. samey yeah. The weapon system is really annoying. Oh, where it always breaks. Everything breaks. Like, come yeah. on. I know, right? That's some bullshit. Even the most durable weapons break within like 20 hits. And you're like, that's not realistic at all. Like, even Dark Souls isn't like that. Yeah, right? Dark <laughs> Souls, notorious for being frustratingly <laughs> yeah. difficult, doesn't have their weapons break that often. All right. What What is your guys' like top three games of all time? Portal. Okay. Hold on. Wait, wait, wow. wait before we start, <laughs> mm -hmm. I want to do this quickly just because I want to wrap it up. But, okay. Portal, oh, dude. Portal 1 or 2? Two. 2. Yeah, I don't know. You said top 5, Andy? Top 3. Oh, top, top three. 3. Actually, you, you guys can go first. You guys can go first. That's all, right, all I know. Portal. portal. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> Wait, I don't know. I got to think of my other two. Portal like and your Portal. Top horror movies. <laughs> Saw it. That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, what do you guys have on your top 3? <laughs> We gotta we let you finish first. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> That's a hard Animal question for crossing? me to truly answer. Nah. 
What Candy would you crush? think is my top three, babe? Okay, that's not. Oh, that's, man, that's another question. <laughs> <laughs> Portal. Okay. You don't think Fable's in your top three just because oh, Fable. Of the or impact? Dragon Age. I love Dragon Age. Okay. So Dragon Age, Fable, and Portal? No. <laughs> I don't know if I would put Fable on my top three, though. Really? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's really good, though. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I don't know. Huh. Fuck, this is hard. See, this is why I don't like making best of lists, just because for me, like, depending on my mood, it'll, it might change, you know? Yeah. Because I like so many things. It's hard to I narrow really it down. I really like Horizon. You just oh. gotta commit, you know? Horizon's Horizon? a good game. Horizon Zero Dawn? It's a PS4 Oh, that game. game. Okay, yeah. That was a really nice. good game. I cried at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But I mean, I feel like I might have been the only person that cried because of that part, so I don't know. <laughs> nah, I doubt it. It was so sad. Man. So so it would be Portal, Horizon. Maybe Dragon Age, maybe. Maybe Dragon Age, okay. Or Apex, actually. I love Apex. Really? Wow, okay. But I was oh, thinking nice. of story games, so I don't... Yeah. Shit. Apex would be in my top five somewhere, but I don't know <laughs> what it would be. How okay. about you guys? All right. It's weird because, like, I think over time it definitely changes. Yeah, it but does. I'd say I'll try to combine now to looking back. I for sure Resident Evil games. Oh, I, I don't know which one, but I'd, I'd just say the series two or four. Um, you know, surprisingly, I never played four. Oh, dude. Okay, I played yeah. parts of four, and I watched people play it. And yeah, I feel like for me, if I had to choose, that would be my favorite Resident Evil, though not in my top three. But yeah, that's that's just yeah. Me. I think I'm excited to play the remake though. But yeah, like any Resident Evil game, probably. I think a genre I want to include there is like something like that's like tactical or like turn-based. I don't know, maybe like the, probably like Dota. Even though I don't, I haven't played that in like so long. Like, yeah, there's just so many memories and just like so you know, a lot of good times on that game. Dota, and then now it's either Final Fantasy or Pokemon. Damn, probably oh. Final Fantasy. Kingdom Hearts. That's one of my other Oh, there favorites. you go. Kingdom the, Hearts. The first one? No. Two? Third one. Just kidding. No, not the third one. <laughs> so two. <laughs> yeah, probably two. Or I don't know. Nice. One or two. Because one is like, you know, it's set you're introduced. The tone. Yeah, yeah. You're but, like, oh my God. This is the Disney characters. Yeah. Two definitely refined it, though. Yeah. So and good. And then three just fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good list, though, for both, both of you guys. It's so hard for me. I know. But if Yakuza. you had to, what would it be? You would have Yakuza. Yakuza. Mm, I mean... Like, with a recency bias? Yeah, but I definitely really... I feel like it's... it's. I didn't expect to be it to be as good as it was. I really enjoyed it. Like, it was yeah. super fun. And just, like... I don't know. Everything it did, it did so fresh in terms of, like, RPG and, like, turn-based type stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'd have to hold off on that. But it might be up there. The Souls very game. first game... No. Oh, I missed Dark Souls. <laughs> the very yeah. first game I thought yeah. of, though, was Bioshock. Oh, shit. That was very important to me in terms of, like, when I realized... I mean, I knew this for a while in the back of my head, but when I really realized that games can be art, mm. and I played through the first mm -hmm. Bioshock, I was like, dude, this is such a good game in terms of narrative, presentation, the characters, the gameplay. Like, it was so good. And the themes that it explored are really political, like, social themes that a lot of, like, weirdo Bioshock fans will for some reason miss but that's a different story so bioshock probably dark souls and the thing with dark souls is like most dark souls fanatics will be like dark souls one is the best and 
I'm like kind of there, but I think Dark Souls Three is my most favorite out of all yeah, of them. Yeah, same. Same. Or even Blood Bloodborne. Oh, see, that's that thing too. Is like it's not a Soul Souls game though. It's made by the same person or people. Mm-hmm. Um, Bloodborne might be tied with Dark Souls Three now that I think about it. Which it's really good. Um, and then lastly, if I want to talk about like classic classic games to me, like the most meaningful, I would say Mass Effect Two. Mm. because that was also another game that I was like, dude, games are art. The characters in that game <laughs> are so good, dude. Like, the, the 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 plot, the setting, the story, everything. It's so well done. And then it's much, much like with Kingdom Hearts, like, Mass Effect 3 was just not it. Aren't they going to do a reboot or whatever? Um, Yeah, it's like a soft reboot where, like, they're continuing the story, but it's not exactly direct continuation because there's characters from the same um there's characters yeah. from the trilogy that are, are going to show up in this yeah new one. like the one that showed Liara. up in the teaser yeah yeah she's in a, a sorry a little bit effect a, <laughs> a, a medium effect <laughs> moderate effect yeah um i'll probably say mass effect 2 dark souls 3 or bloodborne and bioshock though that's even then there's like so many other ones i could have included yeah it's hard it's hard, man, but but yeah, those are just like quintessential gaming grails. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure after this, I'm gonna change my mind. Yeah, <laughs> be like, wait, no. <laughs> but but notice the diversity in all of our answers, right? Yeah. And at the same time, pretty much all the games, except for maybe like I wasn't as into Resident Evil, but pretty much all the games that you guys mentioned are games that I could have possibly considered including in my list yeah. too. So that's the thing. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's a good. I think that's a good way to kind of like wrap this up because that also kind of goes to show you the variety and the different mm-hmm. types of games and genres that are in this industry in this medium and like i said before man like if you think if you're on the fence or you're just like eh, it's not my thing or like i think it's stupid please give it a try because ask somebody who's a gamer who you can trust <laughs> to recommend you something because they'll probably have the same sentiment and say there's something for everyone for for real for real like there really is yeah. stardew valley like that game <laughs> oh yeah i actually have that game <laughs> do you i didn't play it much though oh well if you don't yeah if you like those kind of things then yeah it's fun they also just released a, a, a expansion for that recently like they added a whole bunch of stuff for free damn oh yeah <laughs> but yeah man um is there anything else you guys kind of want to wrap it up with any last thoughts games man more than meets the eye wait mm-hmm. that's transformers <laughs> i'm gonna quote that <laughs> games man more than meets the eye wait that transformers andy 2020 <laughs> yep play them guys give it a try Fun. yeah especially you know we're not going anywhere right now go play something it's the perfect time all right well yeah i mean if nothing else then once again we appreciate everyone who will listen through the whole thing this far <laughs> Um, listen to us ramble about video games and talk about a whole bunch of crazy stuff but important stuff yeah i mean tell a friend tell a family member share us on your instagram story tell your dog i don't know we'd appreciate it um word of mouth is one of the best ways you can help spread anything really and yeah we'll see you guys like covid i'm just kidding (laughs) whoa (laughs) i guess so Um, True. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Next time. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Later.